Today's daf is Bavakama daf Chof Aleph, and we have 15 lines from the bottom of daf Chof Amid Beis Itmar. Today's daf is being learned as a schus for Achenu bnei Yisrael Hanesunu Batzaru Vashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schus for Shulema for Sara Nachama Basrus Malka Shmuel Yosef ben Henya Freida and Tinoik ben Leia Aliza Bas Miriam. Today's daf is also being learned for Ilu Nishmas Binyamin Meir. Ben Ruven David, Hashem Yimkon Domai. So yesterday, the latter part of the daf, we began a new sugya, one of the sugyas that are imdim berumay shaloylam, the sugya of Zen Nene, v'zeloy chaser. So the case was Hadar bechaser chaveroy shaloy midaytoy. Somebody lived in somebody else's chaser. Without his knowledge. The question is, does this person now have to pay the Balachatzer for the Hana that he had by living in his Chatzer, or does he not? And the Gemara clarified, in the event that the Balachatzer is in the hospitality business, and this person that stayed in the Chatzer is someone that was looking to spend money to stay the night simply because he had nowhere to live. In that case, it's Pasha that he would have to pay. And the reason is because the Balachatzer is losing by virtue of the fact that somebody is using his enterprise for free and the person that's staying there is benefiting because he just found a place to stay when he needed a place to stay. It's what we would referred to as Zen Nene, V'zeh Chaser. In that case, it's Pasha, he would have to pay. In the event that the Bala Chaser is not in the hospitality business, and the person that stayed in this other person's Chaser had a place to live, why he stayed there, Akasha Famaisa. But the point is, he didn't necessarily need to be there. In that case, it's Pasha, he would not have to pay. Because we look at the Bala Chaser as being someone that was a Loi Chaser. The person that stayed there was a Loi Nene, Zeh Loi Nene, V'zeh Loi Chaser, it's Pasha, you would not have to pay. The question was, in the case where the Balachatzer is not in the hospitality business, he's a loy chaser, but at the same time, the person staying there needed a place to stay. And had he not stayed there, he would have spent money to stay somewhere else. He's a zenen. What's the halacha over there? Do we focus on the zenen chelik, or do we focus on the zeloy chaser chelik? You can argue this person had ana off somebody else's back as a result, you have to pay. Or you can say, I didn't cause you any damage. I didn't make you lose anything. So you don't forgive me to have a little bit of hana. And that was the shayla in the Gemara. Where the chatzar is loy kaim agra, but the gavra is over the mega. What would be the halacha? And one thing we definitely saw from yesterday's daf is that it was a big shayla. And there were Amiram that held one way, Amiram that held another way, Amiram that were even unsure. But the point is, it's a big sugya. The primary source for the sugya is Bavakama Davchaf. It goes into tomorrow's daf, Davchafalaf as well. And it is over there that we pick up the Gemara. So, very often when the Gemara had a halachic discussion that seemed to span generations and multiple Tanam and Amiram. So the Gemara is going to try to find out what the 
Tanom and Amiram Shahalokha Kemoy somehow. And in this case, we begin today's daf with a discussion what the opinion of the great Rabbi Yochanan was. And we always say this Rabbi Yochanan is Halokha Kemoy So what Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is on a topic is more than just what the opinion of another Amoira is, simply because of the credentials that Rabbi Yochanan had. So what was Rabbi Yochanan's opinion? That too was a machlekes. Itma Ravkanon, Rabbi Yochanan, Ravkanon said the name Rabbi Yochanan. Eno itzarif alus loischa. A situation of a dark bechatz bechaber shalom midaito yezen and if a zeloi chas you don't have to pay. Rabbi Vo, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi said the name Rabbi Yochanan. Itzarif alus loischa. No, you do have to pay. I'm Rabbi Papa. Papa said, "Hold Rabbi Vo." This the Rabbi Vo said that Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion that Zen Nen of Ezeloi Chaser, Sarech Lahalis Leischai, meaning you have to pay, La Beferishit, you should know, said Rapapa, that Rabbi Vohan never heard it out of the mouth of Rabbi Yochanan. However, he once had a situation where Rabbi Yochanan was involved, and he inferred from the situation that that was the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. Abba Zolznish Menin, that Rabbi Vo actually heard Rabbi Yochanan say in Beis Medrash, Zen Nehenna Vezeloi Chaser, that the halacha is Tzorech Lahalu Yisloi but rather this was his own deduction that he made. So what's the background to where Rabbi Vo believed that Rabbi Yochanan Shita is Tzorach Lalus Leishchat. The Tanan, it begins with a Mishnah in Mesechtes Me'ilah. So what's the basic halacha of Me'ilah? Me'ilah is someone that is quote-unquote moil from Hektish, meaning either he takes something that belongs to Hektish out of the Rishos of Hektish, or he leaves it in the Rishos of Hektish, but he simply had Hana from that thing. Either one of those Cases would qualify as me'ila, and the homoseches me'ila, bechal pirotel, v'diktukel, would apply. Now, this Mishnah is talking about the Gizbar. He was the treasurer of Hakdish. So he's allowed to be nichnas v'yoytze with all the finances of Hakdish, and we're trying to figure out. Can he become a moil by Hektish? So says the Mishnah, not al Evan, al Hektish, If the Gizbar would take an Evan, a stone, or a Kaira, a beam that belonged to Hektish, and he would remove it from the Rishos of Hektish, Kilu, he would bring it home, he wouldn't be considered a moil. And the reason is because it's something that he's allowed to do. We look at it as if when he takes this Evan Akira and he brings it home, it's still in the Rishos of Hektish. If a Pliny Almoini walks into the Beis Hamikdash and he takes something out and he brings it home with him, that's considered Yitzia from the Rishos of Hektish. Thus, that constitutes Me'ilo. But if the Gizbar does it, it's not going to be considered Me'ilo. If, however, the same Gizbar would take the Evan Akairish al Hakdish, he wouldn't bring it home, but he would give it to somebody else, then Huma, that would already be considered a Maisa Me'ilo, even though it's the Gizbar that's doing it, because now he's not bringing it into his own Rishos, he's actually giving it to somebody else. But the Chavere Le Ma, the Chavre is not Moil, meaning it's the Gizbar that's viewed as being the Moil, the Chavre is not the one that's viewed as being the Moil. If the Gizbar would take this Evan Akairo and he would affix it to his house, meaning he would build it as part of his house, it would not be considered mi'ila because simply putting it in his house, that again is not taking it out of the Rishos of Akdash. Unless he would now live in that house, benefit from the fact that the Evan Akir is there. If he benefits from it now, he just said Hana Shavapruta from Akdash. And that type of mi'ila is something that even. The Gizbar is thus he would be considered a Moel. So the only place that the Gizbar is viewed as being unique as it relates to Me'ilah is when 
the form of Me'ila that's being discussed is taking it out of the Rishos of Hakdash. But if the Me'ila is simply having enough from it, so Mali Gizbar, Mali someone else, he would be considered a mark. Now, but Amash Shmuel, Shmuel said, as it relates to this last halach, and that's really what we need. We're not learning Hilchas Me'ila now. So we just need this last Nakuda. That if the Gizbar was Bonolotoich Beisai, and he lived Hanoah Shava Pruta inside the bias. Then the halacha is, he would be considered a mile. So Shmuel's comment was, The only time this is going to be true is if he took the evan and the kair and he put it like on top of a window. As opposed to what? As opposed to taking it and actually making it part and parcel of the house. Because if he would make it part of the house, meaning he would literally use it as one of the bricks of the house, then it would be considered a shinoi and he would be mile. By making that shinui, Hagami is the gizpah. So the only time he's only a mile if he has ana is if he just put it on top of a window. So let's say he had a skylight and too much sun is coming in. So he decides he's going to take the evan and he's going to use it for tzel. He's going to use it for shade. So if he does that, then it's only considered me'ilo if he had ana from a shavaprut. Either way, this is the background of me'ilo that we need for the tzushtel to our soya. Says the Gemara. So as this was happening, the Yasser Rabbavo came to Rabbi Yechenon. Rabbavo, who was one of the G'dayli Eretz Yisrael, Kiyodua, he was sitting in the presence of Rabbi Yechenon, who was the Marid Eretz Yisrael, the Komar Mishmei de Shmuel, and he said over in the name of Shmuel, Zoysoy Meres Hadar Bechatzel Chaveri Shloimi Daitoy Tzorok Lahaloy Sloyschar. He said that you see from this halacha that if someone is dar bechatzel chaveru shaloi midaitoi zen nen avizaloi chaser the halacha is tzaruch lahalei sloyskar. Where do you see it from this halacha? Because if you're considered a moil by benefiting from hektish by simply taking an evanchal hektish and putting it on top of a window, then lechura it's obvious that we view that as being real hana. Now, if the only time a person has to pay in Cheshem Mishpah, when he has Hanah from somebody else, is if that somebody else was Chaser, then Luchura, so too, as it relates to Me'ilah, the only time Hanah by Me'ilah should be considered Hanah is if Hektish is Chaser. Mechatesi. So this is already based on Me'ilo 101 Lambis, Chedushi Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi Ala Rambam, that the Mishpatei Me'ilo mirror the Mishpatei Gizeva. And the way we view whether something's considered Me'ilo when you're dealing with Hektish is totally in how you would understand Mesechus Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, Bava Basra, and how you understand basic halachis that relate to Gneva Gizeva. But the point is this. The point is that if you're considered a mile by being Nenah, Hagam Hektish wasn't chaser because Hektish doesn't lose any money when you put the stone on top of your window. So it must be that when it comes to Cheshem but the same would be true. So you see clearly that Zenen of Ezele Chaser would be Chayiv and Babakama. Thus it's considered Me'ilo. So if Shmuel is gerecht the way he learned that it's talking dafka where you didn't make it part of the binyan where you just simply put it on top of the aruba hagam there's no chaser so must be that as it relates to babakama so too zen is going to be considered hana as it relates to chiyuvim 
Because otherwise, you wouldn't have the Chiyuv Mamila. And again, Zenen of Zalichas, if you want to know if it's Hana, like if you're learning Hilchas Nadarim, it's for sure considered Hana. But we're not learning Hilchas Nadarim. We're learning Bavakama. And Me'ila mirrors Bavakama. So if you see that a Me'ila, Zenen of Zalichas, is considered Me'ila, then so too, as it relates to Bavakama, it has to be the same thing. So this is what Bavo says over the name of Shmuel. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechen was there, the Shasakle. Rabbi Yechen didn't say a word. So Rabbi Bavo walked out of his Medrash and he says, Ah, oh, I know Rabbi Yochanan holds like Shmuel, he holds that Zenen of Zeloi Chaser, that Allah is Sarkla So Iu Savar, but the Gemara says that it wasn't so Pashit. Rabbi Yochanan thought that Midrashasig Maidale. The Abbasi was Maidale to what he said, but the Gemara says, Belay, it's really not true. You want to know why he was quiet? He was quiet because he was so not masking them. He Pashit felt Loi Garcina, right? Take it out. I'm not even Goyris this in the Sugyo. It's so not Negeya, he didn't feel that he had had to respond. So if somebody tells you something and you're quiet or anytime there's a shot of a tire. So shtika sometimes can mean literally hoida or fakert. Shtika can mean it's like so no shaykh. It's like why am I even wasting my breath to respond? So maybe not so dramatic. But the point is Rabbi Yochanan says the Gemara was quiet. Rabbi Vo thought shtika koida Rabbi It wasn't hoida. It was ashkuche loy Just the opposite. He bought It wasn't even paying attention and it was something that he felt for sure wasn't again. So we started off the sugya on Machloikis Amiram, what the shita of Rabbi Yochanan is as it relates to Zen and Vazalikhas. Rav Kahana said, ain't Sarakhalas Lishkar. Rabavo said Sarakhalas Lishkar. Again, Machloikis Rav Kahana and Rabavo what the shita of Rabbi Yochanan is. How does this even make sense? So that's where Papa's coming in. Rapapa's saying that you should know that really it could be that the emiss is like Rav Kahana. The Rabbi Yochanan holds ain't sarach lahalus loiskar. I, Rabavo, as a bar samcha, and he said that Rabbi Yochanan holds sarach lahalus loiskar. It's not true. Rabbi Yochanan never said it, and Rabavo never heard him say it. Rabavo just inferred it. Really, Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rav Kahana said. Rabbi Yochanan holds, and that is Zen Nen of Ezeloi Chaser ain't Sarif Alus Leischar. He's gonna be part. Now, what's the question? The question is that if Zen Nen. Vizeloi Chaser is really Potter, so what's Takib Shat in this halacha by Me'ila? You see that if the Gizbar would take an Evan Akershal Hektesh, he'd put it on top of his Aruba, if he would live Takhtel Shava Pruta, the halacha is he would be Chayev Altzmoil. If Me'ila mirrors Bavakama, and in this case, Hektish is not losing anything. So Lachayr it's a Zen and a Vizalichaser. So why then are you considered a Mal? So Mishlam of Zen and a Vizalichaser is Chayv. I understand, but if Zen and a Vizalichaser is Potter and Rapapa suggesting that that was really the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan, so what's Takid Abshad or B'mila Macherim? Rabbi Vo was saying good. And Rabbi Yochanan was quiet. Keilu wasn't Gairis the Ha'ara. At the very least, Rabbi Yochanan should have had to defend the Da'ara. And if he didn't, sounds like he was Takamaskin, but we'll say no. Ashkuchi Kilu, he wasn't Gairis Da'ara. How can he not be Gairis Da'ara? It's a very good Da'ara. So the Gemara says Kidurah. But the reason Rabbi Yochanan held that there's no Raya from Eva, and this is really the Territz, according to the Shittas that holds Zenan of Zelay Chasas, Potter is based on something Rabbi said. So the Gemara is very saucy. But the Gemara says one line, Rabbi is the one that said it, that the way we view Hektish Shaloy Midas is like Hedit Midas. Now there seems to be a Machloik is Rashi and Toysvis. Had to learn Pashim Shan and the Gemara. If you look at the top Toysvis on the Avchaf Aleph Amid Aleph, that's where this is playing itself out. But the way Toysvis learns the Gemara anyways is that Zen Nena Vizeloi Chaser is 
true when a person is dar b'chatzah chaveroi, shalom midaitai. What would be, however, if a person is dar b'chatzah chaveroi, midaitai? So that's already maybe a different sugya. What would be if a person is dar b'chatzah chaveroi, midaitai, and the balachot is being moicha? He's saying, get out right now. I don't want you to live here. Would anyone clear a shayla whether tzarech l'alos or ain't tzarech l'alos or So Tosfos says like this: Hekta shaloi midas is really like hediyet midas, and the reason it's like hediyet midas is because who owns hektish? Gavoya. It belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is a yodeya hakol. And as a result, there's no such thing as shaloi midas as it relates to the Eibushta. If there's no such thing as shaloi midas as it relates to the Eibushta, so really, it's always going to be considered midas. Now, in the parish of Meilu, when the Torah says, "Thou shall not have any hanor from hektish." What the Ebishter is essentially saying is that if you're going to come and benefit from Hektish, I'm being Moicha, it's Aser. So this is a Tzushnel to Dar B'chatzer Chaveroi Shaloi Midaitoi. This is a Dar B'chatzer Chaveroi Midaitoi where the Balachatzer is being Moicha. So of course you can consider the Nana and that's why it was Ashkuch Eloi Ashkech because it's so posh that it's not a Tzushnel. What exactly Rashi's Pshad is that already Ayin Sham, that's extra credit. So Rabbi Abba Barzavda sent Mori Barmar. Boy, my name is Rafuna. Ask Rafuna the following question. So it seems that Mori Barmar had access to Rafuna. Rabbi Abba Barzavda did not. So he made him a shliach. He says, Do me a toiva. Can you go ask the great Rafuna? In all these discussions, we want to know what the Gudoyli Amoyram held. So he said, I want to know the sheet of Rafuna as it relates to the Shaila. So Mori Barmar wanted to ask him the question. In the mit in the rinin noch nafshe the ravuna the great ravuna passed away so he couldn't ask him amalei rabbi baravuna so instead he went to ravuna's son also a great amoyra rabbi baravuna and he says what did your father have to say so he said hachiyama abba mori mishmei the rav I'll tell you what the tata said in the name of rav ravuna was a talmud muvik of rav throughout shas amar ravuna amar rav so he said einoid zorich lahalis loischa he said that. You don't have to pay. And then he said, If somebody rents a house from Ruvain, you have to pay to rent the Shimon. So the Gemara says, Come again. Shimon Mayavidatai. You rent the house from Ruvain, so you send the checks to Shimon. That doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, This is what Rav meant when he said that line. Meaning, if somebody rents a house from Ruvain and he's living there, and then it comes time, the first of the month, he has to pay rent. So he finds out that really this house belonged to Shimon. So even though you rented it from Ruven, you have to send it to Shimon. So the Gemara says that Rav said two things. What was the first thing he said? You don't have to pay. And then he said, if you rent the house from Ruven, you find out later it's Shimon's, you have to pay rent and you pay it to Shimon. So the Gemara says, Tarti. And what does that mean? It's a stira. Tarti as in Tarti the Sasri. These two halachas, mamish contradict each other. Because the first halacha sounds like Zen and the the halacha is you're going to to be potter, you don't have to pay. And then it sounds like Zen and Chaser, you do. If you lived in Shimon's Chaser, you have to pay Shimon. The first case is clearly Adar And the second case is where you rented from Reuven and then you found out later it was Shimon's. So why are you paying Shimon? You're Klape Shimon, you're Adar So isn't it a steer? So the Gemara says, really it is. However, you have to say that Rav's two halachas, we're talking about two different cases. The second case is talking about where it was Kaimelagra. Right, this person was 
ready to send a red check. He just didn't know where to send it. So it was Kaimel Agrif. It's Kaimel Agrif. It's Zen Nenev. It's a Chaser. Zen Nenev is a Chaser. Rav is going to be Chaser. So Zen Nenev is a Loi Chaser. That's the first thing that Rafuna said in the name of Rab. The second thing that Rab had said was, Zenenev is a chaser chayev. Incidentally, again, extra credit, but I and the Mepharshim that talk about that if the second part of Rab's memory is that Zenenev is a chaser chayev, so why didn't you just say that? Hadar b'chaser chaver shloim yidaitoi ain't sarach lalois loyschar. And then just say, that's true if it's loy kaimel agra, where it's zen of zelay chaser. However, if it's a dar b'chaser chaver shloim yidaitoi, but it's kaimel agra, it's sarach lalois loyschar. Rav spoke very poetically. Right? Every word of Rav is calculated. And what did Rav say? And then he has a whole funny case. With an Oikimta that it's talking about where it was Kaimel Agra. Okay, so basically you're telling me that if it's like Kaimel Agra, it's one halach. If it's Kaimel Agra, it's another halach. So just tell it to me in that way. Either way, the Gemara says, Itmanami, we have a, another Amor that said something very similar. And then he said a Sefer, if somebody rents a house from the Bnei Ho'ir, he pays, not the Bnei Ho'ir, but he pays the owners. So the Gemara says, you rented it from the Bnei Ir. It sounds like they're the owners. So if they're the owners, why are you sending the rent check somewhere else? So the Gemara says the same thing. If we found out that the Bnei Ir were not the Bailim, but the Bailim was somewhere else, you pay them the money. The same kasha, Tarti. You're telling me, and then you're telling me in the same breath that if you rent a house from one person, you find that it belongs to someone else, you have to pay rent. The case where you have to pay it to the real owner is talking about where it was Kaimilagra. And the truth is, if you look at the Lashon, again, it's so clear. It's a little bit clearer in the Itmanami. First is Hasoycher, right? Hadar means you're just living there. Hasoycher means you signed the lease. Meaning you're dealing with something that Lachura is kind of lagra. Zokti Gemara. Amarav Shchira, Amarav Huna, Amarav Hadar B'Chatzah Chaver Shloim Midaytoi. Ain't Tzarech Lahalus Leischar. So if you notice, this is already Tzimdritin Mal that Rav Huna, and it's all B'Shem Rav holds that Hadar B'Chatzah Chaver Shloim Midaytoi. Ain't Tzarech Lahalus Leischar. Right. It started off with Rav Abba Bar Zavda sending a shleich to Mori Bar Mar. Can you please ask Rav Huna? Rav Huna wasn't alive. So Rabbi Bar Rav Huna said, Hochi Amar Abba Mori Mishmei the Rav. That Zen Nenev is not you don't have to pay. Then we had an Itmar Nami again, Amrabchia Barabin Amrav Huna, or Amrabchia Barabin Amrav, so both Rav Huna and Rav playing itself out, the same Allah, and now we have it some Dritin Mal. Rav Schoyra said it in the name of Rav Huna, said in the name of Rav, that if somebody lives with Chatz Chavresh, let me die, you don't have to pay. And what's the reason? Bishum Shanamar, a new reason. It says, it's a Pasuk in Yeshayo, Ushe'iya Yukas Shuar. So what does this mean? So what this means is that if you have a house that nobody's living in, hashtag haunted house. If you have a house that nobody's living in, so shaden, literally, ghosts can be there. And if you're going to now live in somebody's house when otherwise this would be vacant, you're actually doing the person a taiva because you're preventing 
these mazikin from being there. So therefore, ain't could be you owe me money, right? The fact that right now I'm doing you this taiva, so you don't have to pay him anything. said, I once saw this shindalit kitura, and it had a shtikol bavakama thing. It was told to the karen. It shtoist like a shot. Rab Yosef, I'm Rab Yosef, said a different reason. He said again, me inyan le inyan. Hador bechasach veishloim itaiti. He doesn't have to pay, and the reason is because he's actually doing the baldira toifa. What's the toifa that he's doing? Because base for miyas for Yosef. If nobody's living in a house, so there could be a leak. You're not going to know about it. And the next thing you know, the whole house is going to be flooded. There could be mold. There could be issues. But if you live in somebody's house, so you're looking out for it. You're going to take care of it, and as a result, you're actually doing him a toifa. So. Two svaras of what the toiva might be. Might be nayu. Is there an afgemina? Yes. It could be nayu. The kamishdamish bay. Let's say you have a house that somebody's using, but he's using it for storage. He's storing wood. He's storing straw. He's not living there, but he's using it. So if you're worried about ghosts, he's a nichnas v'yoytze. If you're worried about this inyan of you know, looking out and making sure that everything is in the Arden, that's not something you necessarily have, and it's for that reason, that's where it plays itself out this Nafkimino. One last Gemara on this topic. There was a person that built a house, and he did it on top of the Ashba, Rashi says, of the Yisoyim. So the Yisoyim had this wasteland, and somebody went, and he built something on top of it. Agvei Rav Nachman la'apadno mine. Rav Nachman went, and he said, you have to pay the Yisoyim. You have to figure out what you owe him, but you have to pay. And they didn't want to pay, so he took this apadne, and he kept it for himself. Meaning, he was holding it as collateral. So the Gemara says, Rav Nachman. Should we imply from this story that Rav Nachman holds Now Rav Nachman's shita is also not just another shita because we know halachic Rav Nachman when it comes to Dine Mominus. So is it therefore implied that Rav Nachman also held this way? Meaning, is this his opinion? Why? Because the Ashba apparently was a loichaser matziv for the Yisoyim. It's a big deal. Somebody went and he pitched a tent on the Ashba, on the wasteland. He wasn't doing anything with it anyways. Or must be, at the end of the day, you're a Zen Nehenna. So you see clearly, Ador Shaloi Mi Daitoi, the halacha is that you have to pay. But the Gemara says, no, that story was where the Yisoyim actually lost out over the fact that somebody went and he took over their wasteland. Do a karmenoi that we're living this. Rashi has two girsoi, is what the right word is. One girsoi, Rashi says, is the way we have it in the Gemara, karmenoi, which is a shame umot, it's the name of a nation. Lishnachrina kadmenoi. The point is there was a chaser. And being that there was a chaser, so therefore Rav Nachman had to get involved. So... Rav Nachman's Now they used to pay, give the assignment a davamut. So Rav Nachman told the people that had pitched their tent there, Zil Paisinuli Yasmi, go be Matthias then, meaning make the assignment whole. They didn't listen to Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, no, if you don't want to listen, you don't want to do it my way then we're going to have no choice and we're going to have to work with plan B. Either way, this concludes the sugya of Adar So when you learn Bavakama, you just go misugya, it is what it is. We have to go like this. So referring back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah said, this is the halach of Shane, and it's not only true for Shane, 
it's true for regal as well. But our Mishnah is talking specifically about shame. And then the Mishnah said that although shame, Bishul said, Rabbi Mispat, there a very important caveat. The im nehenis, Mishalem is mashanemis. If the animal had hana, which it did, by definition, if it's shame, so the Allah is, you're going to have to pay mashanemis. What does it mean, mashanemis? What's the difference between mashanemis and mashahazika? So we saw it was a machloikis, Rabbi and Rava. Rabbi said that regardless of what the animal ate, we always viewed the food as if it was the cheapest Michael, as if it was Tevin, as if it was Kash, and that's what you're going to have to pay. So Mashazika would be the value of whatever it is the animal ate. Mashanenis is we don't look at what the animal ate, but we replace whatever it was, Ke'ilu, it would have been something very, very cheap, and that's what you get. Rava said, no, we look at what it is the person ate, but you pay it bizarre. So if it was Sa'irim, you paid the May Sa'irim bizarre. What does Sa'irim mean? Rashi quotes the Gemara above Abbasra, that it means you pay two-thirds of what the real value is. And then the Mishnah played this in Yenau, meaning, Shein Bershus Hanizik, that's the halacha of Shein. You pay 100% of what you damaged. Shein Bershus Harabim, you only pay Mashanenis, Ketzad. So, says the Mishnah, how does this work out? If the animal was in the Rechava, meaning in the Rishos Arabim, and the animal ate mitoicha Rechava, we'll see what this all means in a minute, Mishalem es Mashanenes. That's called Shein Bishos Arabim. You're potter from the mazik of Shein, or you have to pay as Mashanenes. Mitzidei Harechava. If, however, the animal ate from Tzidei Harechava, See what that means as well. Then you're a regular mazik of shame, thus Mishalem is Mashiaziko. Mi Pesach Achanos, if the animal ate from the Pesach, the entranceway to the stores that are on the side of the Rishos Arabim, Mishalemes Mashanenes, that's not the mazik of shame. Mi Toichachanos, if you ate Mavish from the store, Mishalemes Mashiaziko. So it's very, very sussum. If you look at Rashi, it becomes even a little bit more sussum. The bottom line is, We'll see right now, it was Machlekes Rav and Shmuel, or maybe there wasn't a Machlekes Rav and Shmuel, all going to play out in this next Gemara, had to learn Pashup Shad in that part of the Mishnah. So again, if the animal ate, mitoicha rechava mishalemes mashanenes, mitzidei harechava mishalemes mashahezika, mipesach achanos mishalemes mashanenes, mitoicha achanos mishalemes mashahezika. Oh my Rav. Rav said, ubimachzeres. So Rav was coming to explain what it means in the Mishnah when it says, Mitzidei HaRechava Mishalemes Mashahiziko. So said, Rab, you want to know what it means? It means that the animal was walking in the Rishos HaRabim and then it took its head and it turned it, Mechazeres, to the Tzidei HaRechava and it ate from the area that was not part of the Rishos HaRabim. In that case, says the Mishnah, the Allah is Mishalemes Mashahiziko. As opposed to, if the animal was just walking in the Rechava and ate mitoicha Rechava, that's regular Shem B'Shosarabim, which doesn't pay Masha but at the same time, Meshalem is Mashanenis. So what's Rav's beer in the first part of the Seif of the Mishnah? Achlo mitoicha Rechava, that's Shem B'Shosarabim. Achlo mitzidei Rechava means where it turned its head, and although the animal is in the Rechosarabim, but it ate from the sides of the Rechosarabim, in that instance, the halacha is, you're going to pay Masha 
Now, what does it mean you pay Mashiachiko? So it's a big machloikis Rashi and Toysfis. In fact, if you look at Toysfis, it's clear that the Wetula Shoyness as to what Shitas Rashi even was. It's Toysfis Dibra Mascho Ube Machzeres. Rashi throughout our Sukkot, the way we have Shitas Rashi is that Rashi holds that if an animal is walking in a Rashi Rabbim and now it's a Machzeres, Rab says that's the case of Tzidei Rechava. You pay Mashiachiko. What it means is you pay Karen. Because it's Mishunah for an animal to do that. And being that it's Mishunah for an animal to do that, so therefore you're going to pay Ma Shehezika. Meaning, Hagam the animals in Rosh Hashanah and Shane Rosh Hashanah is Potter. But if it's Machzeres, now it's not Shane. Now it's Karen. Why is it Karen? Didn't Shtois, but it's Mishunah. And Mishunah makes it Karen. And being that now it's Karen, Karen B'Shosarabim is Chayev, so you're going to be Chayev. And that's what the Mishnah means, that when it eats, Mitzidei HaRechavo, Da'aloch is Meshalem is Masha Hezika, because it's not shame, because we look at it as being Karen. Taisus says I have two problems with this. Number one, Meshalem is Masha Hezika sounds like Nezek Shalim. And according to Rashi, until it's established to be a Sharabuid, all you're going to pay is Chatzin Nezek. Another Kasha Toysfus says is that we saw in yesterday's daf that the Gemara said that if an animal would jump on top of a barrel, let's say, to chop a little bit of food, a turnip, so if he would jump up and he would destroy the whole barrel, he would pay Nezek Shalim for destroying the barrel. Even though if an animal would go to a barrel and literally barrel through it, right? He would pay Nezek, it would be a tolder of Karen, but said the Gemara, being that it's Urche for the animal to want the food, so now it's Urche for the animal to do something that ordinarily would be considered out of the ordinary. Where we see that when it comes to an animal doing something that it's Urche for it to do, like eat, so then it would be Urche for it to do something that ordinarily would be Mishunah. So to go through the barrel, Zoktoisvis, is Mishunah, is, is Urche when you're doing it for food, but to turn your head in the Rosh Hashanah, it's not, so Toysus can't be soy for that. So Toysus says, you have to say, that what did Rab mean when he said that if you eat from the Tzidei HaRuchava, B'machzeres, Talochi, is he going to be Mishalem, Esmashe, Eziko, Yechaya for shame. And Yitaka are going to pay Nezek Sholeh. Why? Ayat's Bershus Arabim. The Teretz is because although the animal's Bershus Arabim, but he ate from the Tzidei Bershus Arabim. So he's a beer Besteyacher. And being that he's a beer Besteyacher, since for that reason, Allah is going to be high. So it's a major machloikis. Rashi and Toysus, Pashib Shah, what? Rav means when he says that if you ate from the Tzidei Rechav, you're going to be Chayv. According to Rashi, Chayv al Tzkeren. According to Toysvis, you're going to be Chayv al Tshen. The Shmuel Omar, either way, Shmuel said that I disagree with this whole halacha. He said, I feel Machzer is not Mipturo. That if an animal's walking in Rosh Hasharabim and it sticks his head into the Tzidei Rechav and it eats, the halacha is your potter. Meaning, according to Shmuel, it's Sainat Keren, it's Sainat Shein. Right? So, Machloik is what Rav meant, but Shmuel obviously disagrees with Sai Rashi's Pshat and Sai Wutaisa's Pshat. So, according to Shmuel, it's not going to be considered Mishonah, thus, it's not going to be even a Toldo de Karen, and it's definitely not a regular shame. Why? Because the animals in Rosh Hashanah, so that's what we're focusing on, and the fact that he turned its head, that's not Mishonah. Like Taisa Steinet, and it's for that reason it's not going to be Karen either. Says the Gemara, the Shmuel Hechemishkacha. So it's according to Shmuel, what is the case of Mitzida Rechava Mishalem is Mashiachika? Meaning, that's what the Mishnah said. That if the animal is walking, Rishusarabim, and he eats from the Tzidei Rechava, so the Allah is, you have to pay. Rav said, the Machzeres. Like his Rashi tells what that means. But Shmuel is saying that I don't like either shot. So if that's the case, why? 
And when would you be chayiv? Kegoin, says Shmuel, you have to say, the shavkas of the rechava, the ozla, the kama, betzidei rechava. You have to say, according to Shmuel, when the Mishnah says, betzidei rechava, you're going to be chayiv, it means when the animal physically left the Rishasarabim, he parked himself in betzidei rechava, it's then and only then you're going to be chayiv. So it is a major machloik, he's had to learn the Mishnah. According to Rab, the animal is the chayiv, and the Rishasarabim is just eating from the tzidei rechava. According to Shmuel, the animal actually went to the tzidei rechava. Some had this machloik as Rab and Shmuel. Same machloikis, but not as a peerage and had to learn the Mishnah, but the machloikis was in a vacuum. Machzeres, Rab Omar Chayeves, Vishmul Omar Dura. Meaning, when they said their respective halachas, they were just discussing the halachas. As the Gemara, Ula Shmuel, Mishalemes Mashezike, Hechemishkachasla. So the Bnei Yeshiva told Shmuel, the way you hold that Machzeres is part of had you learned the Mishnah in Bavakama, Daf Yutes on the base. Meaning, the Ikka, the Masni, ends up in the same exact place. Machloik is Rav and Shmuel, what Allah is by Machzeres, and Machloik is Rav and Shmuel had to learn the Mishnah. The only nuance is, in the first Lishnah of the Gemara, they were arguing in the Mishnah. That's where the Machloik was playing itself out. The battleground was... Mishnah Bavakama Yotas on the days. In the second Mishnah, they were having this theoretical Machloikis, but they backed into Machloikis and Psha'an in the Mishnah. How are you supposed to? Most of Rav Nachman Yitzchok. Either way, Rav Nachman Yitzchok asked Akasha on Rav. The Mishnah also sent me Pesach Hachanos. Meshalem is Mashanet. So this was the Sefer of the Sefer. That if an animal eats from the Pesach of the Chanos, Meshalem is Mashanet. If the animal ate from the Chanos itself, then you Meshalem is Mashanet. Hiziko. Now, the case of Pesach Achanos, Meshalemes, Mashenenes, Hechim Meshkachaslo. What must the case be? Says the Gemara, Pshita B'Machzeres. It has to be talking about B'Machzeres. Why? Rashi says, Do Pesach Achanos Leko. There is no Pesach Achanos inside the Rechava. Right? It just didn't exist. So the only way it would be possible is if the animal went and was machzeres into the Pesach Achanos. V'kamar, what was the halacha? You pay mashenenes. Mashenenes in, mashezikoloi. And it sounds like all you pay is mashenenes, but you don't pay mashezikol. So if machzeres, the halacha is that you always pay mashezikol, then why is it that Pesach HaChanos, the Allah is, you pay Mashenenes, the Chayr of Pesach HaChanos, just the case, only makes sense if it was a Machzeres, and it's beforeish that the Allah is, that you pay Mashenenes. So the Gemara says, when Moisav Labu Mufarak, or Nachem Yitzchak asked the question, he answered it as well. Well, and he said, the Kaimah B'Karen Zavis. So this is where Bava Kama meets Erevin. Rashi gives a little picture with the Mavoy cotton and a Mavoy Gadol. So, you know, where your head wanders when you see pictures like this. But the point is that the situation was, the way Rashi explains it, that the animal, as it was walking and doing its thing in the Rishos Harabim, it bumped into this Pesach HaChanos just based on how it was located. And it's for that reason, Hagam technically, it's Betzidei HaRechava, but we look at it as, as being Orche for the animal to eat from it. And we look at it, therefore, as Shein B'Shos which is Potter, and it's only Mishalemes, Mashenehenes. The point is that it, it, it 
encounters it, does the animal bederech ilucha. And being that it encounters it bederech ilucha, so it has the halach of Shem Bishasarabim, and therefore you're going to be potter. Either way, so what do we have here? Machloik is Rav and Shmuel, what the halach is bin machzet. According to Rav, machzer is Mishalonis Mashezika, according to Rashi, Karen, according to Tois Shem, according to Shmuel, the machzer is the halach is, you're going to be potter. It's not Karen and it's not Shem. It's Talsachois also as to a machloikis in Pirisha Mishnayis. How do you learn the Mishnah that says that if you eat from the Tzidei Aruchava, the Allah is going to be chayv. According to Rav, who holds b'machzeres, it's talking about b'machzeres. According to Shmuel, who holds that b'machzeres, your partner, it's talking about where the animal physically went to the Tzidei Aruchava. Ike da Amri, but there was a whole nother mahalach and in a whole nother Mesoira, as it relates to the sugya of Machzeres. Machzeres, there were others that held Kuli Amad Lepigit Everybody agrees, Yechayev, meaning even Shmuel holds Machzeres, Yechayev. Keep Ligi. What then was the Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel? Meaning, there seems to be some Machloikis going on over here. What was the Machloikis? In the Ikeda Amri, the Machloikis was not the Machzeres, but rather the Mekatsim Mokai Mirishusoi, Lirishusarab. So what happened here was, there was a person who decided, for whatever reason, that he is going to make his property a little bit smaller. So he took the fence that surrounded his property and he moved it inwards so that he just donated, essentially, part of his land to the Rishos HaRabim. Okay. And this is the background, meaning the story is Makatsa Mokim Rishos HaRabim and the way the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel plays itself out is the following. Amar Rav Rav said, Lo Yishonu Elam Machzeres. Avo Mekatsim Mokim Rishusay Lushosay Rav and Pater. Meaning Rav said that if somebody eats from the Tzidei Rechava, the animal, you're going to be Chayef. And it's talking Davka B'Machzeres. That's the way Rav learned the Mishnah in the first Lishat, the way he's learning it here as well. Says Rav, but if you would be Mekatsim Mokim Rishusay Lushosay Rav and then you would have Paris over there and then an animal would go and the animal would eat it. In that case, Talach is the animal would be Pater. Why? Because it's Part of the Rishus Harabim now, and being that it's part of the Rishus Harabim, it's Shem Bishus Harabim, and Shem Bishus Harabim is Meshalem is Machinetis. But your partner, meaning you're not going to pay as a mazik. The Shmuel, the Shmuel said, I feel the Makatsa Mokim Rishus and Rishus Harabim Chayevus. Shmuel says, No, that's also Tzidei Rechav. That if you would eat from that area, you would be Chayev. So. What was the machlokes Rabbi Shmuel? Not machzeres. Everybody holds machzeres. He chayev. The machlokes is when you makatsim mokim rishusay the rishus harabim. That area, do we view it as Rishus Arabim? Thus, it's Shem Rishus Arabim that's Potter, or do we view it no as Tzidei Rechava? Thus, you're going to be Chav. Says the Gemara, Leimah B'Bar Rishus Arabim Rishus Aikumiflaki. Should we say? Says the Gemara. I have a suggestion that maybe the Machlokes Rabbin Shmuel is really totally in another Machlokes. It's totally in the Machlokes of Bar Rishus. So what's this Machlokes Bar Rishus? So Rashi gives us the background. It's in Perak Shosh and Nagach Zapara above the Kamadaf Memtes on the base. It's a Machlokes Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Akiva. So the case is where a person had a bar in his own Rishus. Nothing wrong with having a bar in your own Rishus, and then he was mafkir his rishos. So now the rishos became a rishos shel hafkir, became part of the rishos rabbi. The case grada is where he wasn't mafkir his bar. We don't need all the prate dinam now. He owns the bar, but the rest of the rishos is now a rishos rabbi. And somebody, Kaylee, fell and broke. The question is, are you chayev al bar or you're not chayev al bar? This is a major machloikis. Says the Gemara, at first glance, it would seem that maybe this is the machloikis. How so? Rav, Rav, that says that the halacha is that we view the area that the person just donated to Rishos Arabim as Rishos Arabim, thus it's shame Rishos Arabim is potter. Kosovar, he's going to hold bar b'shu that this 
person who was mafker his rishos, thereby creating a bar b'shosarabim, is chayef a bar. What's the point? The point where Rashi explains it is, so these payros that this person left in the rishos arabim is considered a bar. And if it's considered a bar, you can't be mechayev me now for your eating your bar. Again, it's based really on the sugya of bar b'shusai, because the Allah is kolam mekalklam b'shusai rabim, sheheziku chayovim l'shalim, v'cholam machzik behen zocha. There's Allah that if you leave a bar b'shusai rabim, I go now and I take your bar b'shusai rabim, the Allah is, I'm allowed to keep it. So if I'm allowed to keep it, you can't be mechayev now, my animal, for going ahead and eating it. So it says the Gemara, the rab that says your potter, it's because he holds bar b'shusai chayev. And we look at this mamish as a bar b'shusai, right? What's the equivalent between the two cases? I was mafkin my rishos, dear boy leaving a barbashasar rabbim, I took my mechitzis, I moved it inward, thus I have Paris now barbashasar rabbim. If that's a bar, then by definition, the halach is, I'm going to be potter. The shmuel da machayev, shmuel that says chayev, because I'm a barbashusai potter. And being that barbashusai is potter, so therefore, the halach is that you're going to then be chayev. Now Rashi, the last line of Rashi, Bavarns, that even if you're going to tell me that this should be viewed as a, not being a barber shusai, but it's still shame rishusarabim, right? At the end of the day, if you just donated this area to rishusarabim, so you should like to be potter. Meaning, Rav is saying you're potter because it's a bar. Oh, call him a kalkalin, call him a machzik Shmuel says it's not a bar. So it's not a bar, but it's still Paris Bishosarabim. I should still be Potter al Shem Bishosarabim. So if you look at the last line of Rashi, he's asking this question. Says Rashi, The reason Shem Bishosarabim is Potter is because it's in the Rishosarabim. This area, although technically it qualifies as being part of the Rishosarabim, but being that it's not Derechilucha, therefore you're going to be Potter. But the bottom line says, This Machloik is Rabbi Shmuel Bitali, and that Machloik is Tanam. So the Gemara says it's not Mucha. Rabbi is going to tell you, I'll tell you about Amabar. Potter. Really, bar b'shusai is potter. So if somebody's mafker his chotzer and there's a bar there, he wasn't mafker the bar and somebody falls there, that loch is, I'm going to be potter. Aye, so why in this case do we, yes, view it as being b'shusai rabim to the degree that if it's going to be shame b'shusai rabim, you're going to be potter. Shani hoch, here it's different. Amalei, you can tell him, lav kol kaminech, the mak. The makris lehu leperoisech l'shosar rabim u'mechayvus l'luturoi. The reason is because Rav views it as yes being shem b'shosar rabim. Meaning the reason Rav says your potter is not because it's a bar and you can't be mechayv me for taking your bar. The reason Rav says your potter is because he looks at it as shem b'shosar rabim. And being that it's shem b'shosar rabim, it's for that reason you're going to be potter. The Shmuel Amar Shmuel holds ba'am a bar b'shosay chayv. Shmuel's going to tell you that I hold that really bar b'shosay is. Chayef. So if Bar B'shusa is Chayef, so then why, in this case, are you going to be Chayef? If this is really a bar, if you leave a Bar B'shusa, I'm allowed to take it. So why does he hold over here that you're going to be Chayef Feshem? So he doesn't want it to be B'shusa Rabim. Say the Rashi already addressed that. He holds Lamais, it's not Derechimuchai. Good. But Lamais, it's a bar. If he holds that bar, is usually, in this case, a bar, then why is it that you're going to be chayef? He says as far. The bishlem, a bar, iklamem, lava daitik. Because bishlem, when it comes to a regular bar, you could say that the person didn't notice the bar. A bar is something that you don't usually see. So being that you don't usually see, that's what triggers the Allah of bar. But being that this is something that the animal could have seen anyways... Yeah, we're talking about an animal now. So the animal goes with his head down. So if he sees it, then l'chayra, 
he should have known to be careful from it. Thus, clapping the animal, it's not viewed as a bar, and therefore the Allah is, if he's now going to eat the payers, being that it's chazile, he's going to be chayef. So again, these are heavy gemaras. We're going weiter. This machloik is Rav and Shmuel, or in the second lishna of the gemara, it's not a machloik, it's Rav and Shmuel. But this inyan of machzeres, says the Gemara, can we suggest that it's really a machloik is tanon? Now the Gemara is going to bring a b'raisa that it's going to try to use as the basis for this being a machloik is tanon. But we're going to see that this b'raisa is really not a mafurisha b'raisa, but it's one of those b'raisas that is so unclear that any suit you're learning, you could almost use it as a raya and as not a raya, shades of... The sugi of Tzairis that we learned on Daf Yudchas. But either way, says the Gemara, can we suggest that this Shailah of Machzeris is really Machlokes Tanom? The Tanya we learned to the Brayis Ochlem Mitoich Haruchava Mishalemes Mashenetnes Mitzidei Haruchava Mishalemes Mashehizika Divi Rameir Fe Rabbi Yehuda. Right, this is verbatim the Mishnah. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Laza Oimrim, Rabbi Yosef, and Rabbi Laza said, "Ain Darko Lechol Elo Lahalich." So very cryptically, it's not the derech for an animal to eat, but rather it's the derech for an animal to walk. So, what does this even mean? Now, they're arguing, right? So, either they're arguing on the part of what Ramey and Rabbi Yehuda said, and that is, And if they're arguing with that, what are they essentially saying? That Meaning, they don't hold Shem B'Shosarabim as Pater? How could you say that? That's like Baba Kama 101. Now, believe it or not, in a few lines from now, the Gemara is going to have such a suggestion. But it's definitely not going to be the first Mahalach of the Gemara when it tries to understand what this Machloikis really is. Or they're arguing on the second part, and that is Mitzidei Haruchava Mishalem Esmashe Hezika. And on that, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Loz said, Ein Darko Lechol Elo Lahalech. Says the Gemara, Luchur at first glance, Rabbi Yossi Hainu Tanakamo, which is another way of saying, I, I just don't know what they're saying different. What is the Machloikis? Elos says the Gemara, Machzeres, probably the Machloikis is Machzeres. Tanakamo Sava, the Tanakamo holds Machzeres, Nami Meshalem Esmashenenes. Meaning, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Loza must have heard the Tanakama, who's Rame and Rabbi Yehuda say that this, that Ochla Mitzida Rechava, Mishalemes Ma Shehezika, is talking about the way Shmuel explained it on Amaral, where the animal physically went to the Tzida Rechava. Being that the animal physically went to the Tzida Rechava, so it's literally in the Rishos Sayochit, so therefore you Mishalemes Ma Shehezika. But if it was simply a Machzeres, it was in the Rishos Arabim and it turned its head to the Rishos Sayochit, in that case, the Allah would be. So and Rabbi Yossi says no. He says, It's not the derech, the way Rashi learns the sugya. For the animal to eat, the derech is for the animal to walk. So if this animal now turned its head to the tzidei or the so it did something out of the ordinary, and if it did something out of the ordinary, so it's keren, and therefore you mishalem is mashazik, which the way Rashi learns the sugi is, you pay chatzinazik. So the Gemara says, oh, I think this is the machlokes. Otherwise, what in the world is the machlokes? The Gemara says, nothing to do with machzeres. Everybody holds, other like Rav, other like Shmuel, pick your amoira, and you can make the whole price work like that. So what then were they commenting on? They were actually commenting on the other part of the price. The part of the price that we thought no way they're commenting on. That Right? You pay 
They came to argue with that. They chaylik with the whole drasha beer b'steyachah. Marsavar beer b'steyachah b'leibishus rabba. Meaning the talakama holds beer b'steyachah b'leibishus rabba. Thus shemishus rabba is potter. So if you achlo mitoycha ruchava, you mishalem this only mashenenes. Umarsavar Rabbi Yosi is coming to argue with that, and he holds a beer b'steyachah v'leibishus hamazik b'steyachah. Yeah. As opposed to, not as opposed to Rishos Arabim, as opposed to Rishos Hamazik. But the Gemara says, one second. Rishos Hamazik, Lemo Pirech, Birshusi, my boy. Meaning, you, you need a posik to tell me that Shame Rishos Hamazik is butter? What's your peri doing in my field? So obviously, you're going to be potter Rishos Hamazik. And if it says a weirdest day after, must be it's coming off a good Rishos Hamazik. So that can't be what Rabbi Yoyzi was coming to say. Ella the Gemara says, I hear again, there's so much. Opportunity in this brisa, you can really do whatever you want. The machlokes is not machzeres. You're right. Machlokes is not this fleeting havamina that maybe they don't hold of the halacha or beer Rather, what is the machlokes? The machlokes was the halacha of ilfa, the ilfa. So what was the halacha of Ilfa and Rabbi Ishniya? So these were two halachas that we saw in yesterday's daf on daf chav. Ilfa's halacha was that if an animal is walking b'shusarabim and it eats off the back, literally, of another animal, so the halacha is you're going to be chayiv. And the reason is because we look at that animal as being a chatzar anizik, and it's for that reason you're going to be chayiv. Rabbi Ishniya's halacha was that if an animal ate b'shusarabim but it was kaifetzes, it was jumping, so the halacha is we look at it as being mishona, and you're going to Okay, what is the machlokes? Ramei, the way Rashi explains, said meaning in every case, even if it's an ilfa case, and even if it's an arabayshia case, in every single case, you're only going to pay mashenenis. For also Rabbi Yosi and that Rabbi Yosi was coming to be chaylik. What did Rabbi Yosi say? Meaning. How do you explain that? Ain't darko lifshoit savora al chavirto. The ain't darko likfoits miderech falecho elo lahalech. Meaning both of those things are not the derech. And being that both of those things are not the derech, therefore in both of those cases, you're going to be chayev al tzmazek. One thing that comes out of this Rashi, again, that it sounds a little bit from this Rashi that according to Ilfa, the reason your chayev is not because we look at it as chatzar anizik, but it's ain't dark. Right? We look at it as being meshuna, and if it's ain't dark, it's a told of the karen, and it's for that reason you're going to be chayev. So we're going to make haschol on the next sugya, and the only reason we're doing it is because tomorrow, Beis Hashem, we're going to learn the sugya of Eish, and the machlokes Rabbi Yechon and Reish Lakish, Eish mishum chitzah, Eish mishum amayne, and we push in here as much time as possible for tomorrow. So we'll just start, and we'll finish the daf. Zok de Mishnah Vaita, Kelevag Dishukov Samirish Agag. There was a dog, there was a goat. They were on top of a roof, and they jumped off the roof. The shavu was a kalim, and there were kalim underneath it, and they broke the kalim. The shalim nezik shalim. The halach is they have to pay nezik shalim mipneish nehem muadin because to do this, their muadin. Rashi says it's a told of the regal. So for an animal to jump off a roof. It wasn't so high, but like one of these little huts, and it goes and it breaks something, so that's considered derechiluchai, right, for an animal, and it's for that reason it's told to the regal, you're going to pay Nezik Shalim. Akelev this is the classic case, which is Eish, which is all tomorrow's stuff. Akelev that took a charoro, like a piece of cake, for. And it took it off the barbecue, right? It was on top of coals. And it took the charoro with the gecholim that were attached to it. It went to a stack of tfuah. On the stack of two, Ochal it ate the Charara, the Hidlaka Gadish, and the Gachon that were attached to the Charara lit 
the Godesh on fire. So the Allah is like this. Allah Haror Mishalim Nezek Shalim. That's Shane. Vala Godesh Mishalim Chatsi Nezek. Why? That's the Machlokes Rabbi Yechon Rish Lakish. Eishem Mishum Chitzav. Eishem Mishum Amoyim. Let's talk to Gemara. Going to the first part of the Mishnah. Hakelav Agdish Hakavtu Mireish Agam. The Shavru as Hakelim Mishalim Nezek Shalim. Time of the Kavtu. It sounds like from the Mishnah the only reason you have to pay Nezek Shalim is because they jumped off. Hanaf Lupater. Let's say you had your Kelav and Gdi on top of a gag, and then a Ruach came and knocked them off. So it sounds like the Allah is going to be Pater. Why? So Rashi says, probably because you're an Oynes. And if you're an Oynes, you're going to be Pater. Incidentally, although Adam would la and a person that is an Adam Amazik is Chayev, Bein Shoygik, Bein Mezid, Bein Oynes, Bein Ratzin, but when it comes to Niske Momin, over there the Halacha is that a person is Pater when it's an Oynes. There, there is no Halacha of Adam would la So it sounds a little bit like if an Oynes happened, and that's how the Caliph and the Gedi fell off, so then the Halacha is you are going to be potter. Says the Gemara, Alma, you see from here, Kosova, that the Tana of the Mishnah must be of the opinion that Chilasoi, Bepshia, Vesoifoi, Ba'oinis, potter. Why? This person was Peshea when he put his Kelev and Gdi on top of the guy. The reason he was Peshea was because he knew he can jump to a Kelev underneath. And if that's the case, he was definitely a Peshea. If an Oinis happens, your potter is Oise Meris, that if you set up a Pshia, Setting and then an oynus takes place, you're going to be potter. Now, whether tchilas b'shiv zayv oynus is chayv a potter is another sugi that's oymed brumish alaylam. It's a big machlokes on myram, and the Gemara says lechura. You see from our stam mishnah that tchilas b'shiv zayv oynus is potter because again, this person was tchilas b'shiv by leaving his kalvik dia rechagag zayv oynus when it fell off, and if the mishnah's inferred, it's not first, but if it's inferred from the Mishnah Pot, there must be Tchilas HaBepshia, the Soif HaBainus is Pot. Tain HaMiyochi HaBrai, so HaKelev HaKdish HaKavsa Merosh HaGag, V'Shavru Es HaKelim, Mishalem Nezek Shalem. Naflu Peturim. Right, this Tanya HaMiyochi is a little bit more Mufurish. It says that if it falls off, you're going to be Pot. So here too, the Gemara has a similar exchange. This is good if you hold that Tchilas HaBepshia, the Soif HaBainus is Pot. Even though it's the Tchilas HaBepshia, because had the animals jump off, they would have broke the kalim. You would have been in chayiv. That's already a pshia. But if that's not what happened, it was an oynus. You're going to be potter. Elamandam chayiv. But according to Elamandam, it says chayiv. Why you kill a meimar? So why are you potter? But the gemara is doichet. The gemara says, could we have no raya from all this? Because could be kegoy the makarvi kalim the gabi kaisel. The case was where the kalim were very close to the kaisel. The chikavtsi bikfitza loy nafli alayu vafilu tchilasa bepshia leka. Meaning. When the Brisa says Nafluptorim, it could be it's not the same case as the Kelavagdisha Kofsumereshagag Veshopurasakel, that Achayev. The case is talking about where really Alpiderachateva was impossible for the Kelev and the Gdi to have jumped off and Derechiluchai to have broken the Kalem because the Kalem was, was situated very, very close to the actual wall. Thus, by Jumping, they wouldn't have been masked. Now, falling is an andermeiser. And what happened was they fell. But the point is that this soifer ba'inus of Naflup Turim wasn't a, a soifer ba'inus that added chilas of Shia. And it's for that reason the halacha is that you're going to be potter, even if you hold chilas of Shia, the soifer ba'inus is really going to be chayef. So from the Mishnah, the Gemara seemed to say that Chilase B'Pshia V'Soifa Ba'inus is Pater because the Mishnah's case is where you right now jumped, the animal did, 
you're chayiv, and it's mashma that in the same exact case, if the animal would have fallen, you would have been potter. So you say meres, even though it's a tchilas vepshia, so minus. But in the brayso, when it says not flupturim, it could be it's a different case. It could be the cases where the kalim were very close, and as a result, you're going to be potter. It was really a case where it wasn't tchilas vepshia. There are times where even if the animal would just fall, you would be chayiv. How is that possible? If you had a situation where the wall was ra'ua, Rashi says the maka of the gag was ra'ua, so there you're a tchilase b'pshia even for nefila, because being that the wall, the maka that you have over there is such a shvacha maka, so it's for that reason, anything that happens really you should have anticipated, thus even naflu you're going to be chayiv. It's partially regular pshia. Says the Gemara, my new, why isn't it that you chayef b'kaisel ru'ua di boile lasuke adaiti the nafal archi? Probably, the pshia was is that you should have cheshbin that maybe the wall's going to fall. And if the wall is going to fall, you're going to be chayef for the wall being mazek. But the Gemara says, soif soif le'nafli archi. The wall's not what fell. I mean, there was no brick of the wall that fell. And being that that's not what fell, so then... Inu so you're back to is that then because what happened here is that the animal fell but you're telling me that you're going to for sure be chayef for the animal falling because you are on this wall or a brick of the wall falling the pshia was the brick. The pshia wasn't the animal. It doesn't sound like there's a pshia that the animal is just going to fall. That's always considered an oinus. So time is the gemara. So you invite the pshia on the wall and soifah oinus on the animal. The gemara says like tzricha b'kaisel tzayin. Now you have to say the case is not what we thought it was. It wasn't a kaisel raua, but rather the case was it was a kaisel tzayin. Rashi says meshupa. It's a little bit of a, a slanty wall, and the point is is that you should have cheshbind. Therefore, with that wall, that maybe the animal itself was going to end up falling. Thus, it's considered a tchilasa b'pshia. Therefore, it's considered a, a, a regular pshia as it relates to the animal itself. It's not just a tchilasa b'pshia for the ariach, the soifer ba'inus on the animal. It's a pshia on the animal itself. That's the point. The point is you have to make the ikimta where the tchilasa b'pshia was not that a brick was going to fall off the wall, but rather the tchilasa b'pshia was that the animal itself was going to fall off. Tanurabana, one last Gemara. Kelev Agdish said, Dolgu, Kelev and Agdish, they jumped and they caused damage. Memata Lamala, if they jumped upwards, Pturim, they're parted from any damage. Memala Lamata, Chayovim, if they jumped, Memala Lamata, they're going to be Chayov. Now, Memala Lamata, they're going to be Chayov, because that's Orchei. Animals jump, and therefore, it's Derechilucha, you're going to be Chayov for Rego. Memata Lamala, Pturim, because it's out of the ordinary, and mean that it's out of the ordinary, you're Potter. Now, out of the ordinary, you're Potter, so it's like Rashi, you're Potter from Nezek Shalom. Avada, you're going to be Chayov be potter from Nazik Shalom. Adam v'Tarnagol Shadalgu. If you have an Adam or a Tarnagol that jump, beim l'malo l'mata, beim l'mata l'mata, chayav and they're going to be chayav. Rashi says Adam is chayav regardless of how it jumps because Adam would oilam, so you're always chayav. As opposed to a Tarnagol, which is not would oilam, so you have to say it's chayav because it's the derech for the Tarnagol to jump l'malo l'mata and l'mata l'mailo. So again, we have the halacha of a kelev, a gdi, an Adam and a Tarnagol that are all springing, and it's not the same halacha. A kelev and a gdi to jump l'mata l'mailo is mishuna. That's you're potter from Nezek Shalom, you only chayiv chatsi Nezek. Milmala lamata yechayiv, that's derech iluchay. Adam, we're not even having this conversation, it's a moot point, because Adam's always chayiv, Adam will do And a tarnagol is the derech, say milmala lamata, say milmata lamata. So let's focus on the dog and the goat. 
the Kelev and the Gedi. So the Kelev and the Gedi is Dolgu Milmata Lamalo Pturim, it's Meshona, Tasichayev because it's but then you either way you going to be if you look at the film, the guy and the guy says that the Rambam had a different girsa and the riff had a different girsa they had the girsa so let's go with our girsa that either way you do it Allah is going to be part and again what does Pturim mean it means lachayra. You're always going to be chayiv chatzin nezek. So it's a stira. Here we have a brayser that says milmata lamalas pturim, but milmala lamata is chayovin. And here we have a brayser that says bein milmala lamata, bein milmala to lamala. Either way, it's going to be potter. So the Gemara says tirgum rapapa. Rapapa explained that this case that says pturim was something else. It's referring to the apich mepech, meaning the situation was where when the animal jumped. Down, right? That's what the steer is. The steer is milmalo lamata. The first price of chayovim and the second price of pturim. Is that normal or is that out of the ordinary? It's really normal. And that's why chayovim in the first price. In the second price, the reason you don't pay Nezik Shal and we treat it as Karen is because when it jumped down, it jumped down in a funny way. It was apich meipach. It didn't do it in the regular way. How so? Kalba bezikira. The kalba jumped in one swoop which is out of the ordinary, because usually the kelev will claw its way down. And the gedi, the goat, clawed its way down, which was out of the ordinary, because usually it would jump. But the point is that the reason Yipturin, even Milmalo Lemata, is because it did it B'Oifin Meshunah. So the etzin jumping Milmalo Lemata is not Meshunah. That's why in the first price of Chayav and Nezik Shalom, it's Derech Eluchai. But they jumped in a funny way. That's why it's Meshunah. Once it's Meshunah, you're going to be Yipturin. So here the Gemara says, but really it could have said right in the beginning of the Sugi, Rashi spoke it out right away. If you tell me it's talking about where you did it, so B'Oifin Meshunah, why you potter? When we say pturim, all it means is that you put there from nezek sholim, but really, this, you're going to be chayiv. What are you going to be chayiv? You're going to be chayiv chatzin nezek. So I think we just learned like seven sugyas in an hour and three minutes. I think that calls for an exhale. But as it relates to raid, going back to yesterday's daf, and really going back to a very light nekuda in yesterday's daf. And that is, the Gemara discussed the halacha of Hadar b'chatzah chaveri shloi midaita. Tzarech l'alis leischar, ain't tzarech l'alis leischar. Zen nene v'zel l'chatzah chaveri So much drama in this sukya. But really, the highlight and the climax of the drama was right at the beginning of the Gemara. The Gemara said, Amalei Rav Chizda l'Rami Barchama. Rav Chizda told Rami Barchama, Loi havis gabam b'urta b'tchuma. The Ibaila Milam Aliasa, you missed Anabis Medrash last night. The Ibaila was handling a very, very Gishmaka Shaila, and it's a Chaval, to show you aren't there. There was Mili Ma'aliasa that was knocking in the base Medrash. My Mili Ma'aliasa. So the Gemara said, What was this Mili Ma'aliasa? Shafchiz told Rami Barchama, the Ibaila was discussing Hadar Bachatzachavere Shalom Midaitoi, Tsarach Lalis Leischar, and Tsarach Lalis Leischar. And he clarified, Like Tsricha Bachatzach, the Lake Kaimala Agra, the Gabra, the Ovid, the Megar. Zen nene v'zeloi chaser chayiv or zen nene v'zeloi chaser potter. So Rami Bachama, here's Rav Chiz the talent that this was going on in Beis Medrash and it made such a tumult. He says, I don't know why it was such a tumult. Amalei, he said, Masnisani, it's a mafurish mishnah. And if it's a mafurish mishnah, why would the Bnei Yeshiva so confused about something that's really a mafurish mishnah? Amalei, so Rav Chiz told Rabbi Bachama, really? 
I'm not aware of this Mishnah. No one in Beis Medrash seemed to know about this Mishnah. I must listen it. Sirovi Bachoma said, not so fast. You want to know what this Mishnah was? Lechit Shamishli, be Mishamish me first. And if you're going to do me a solid, then afterwards I'll let you know. So Rav Chizda had no choice. He really needed to know this Mishnah. Shok al-Sudre. So he took his Sudre. He folded it. He says, no, I just did something for you. Amalei, he says, no problem. I'll let you know what the Mishnah is. Ketzad HaRegel. Ketzad HaShem Uedes. That Mishnah in Perikates HaRegel. The Nenis Mishalemis Mashanenis. Even though he was Mafkarit. Zayisai Meris. Clearly, Zen Nenev Ezel Loi Chasner. The Allah is Chai. Now, this Gemara is Enoi Oymer Eled Roshuni. And the reason it's Enoi Oymer Eled Roshuni is, number one, for the obvious reason, because it's just Enoi Oymer Eled Roshuni. Rav Chizda and Rabbi Bar Chomo are having a mach. A conversation of learning, Rami Bar seems like he has something con- to contribute to this conversation, but he poshit is holding Rav Chizda and holding this Mishnah ransom. He says, I'm not telling you what this Mishnah is unless you do something for me. And what does he do? Shokal Sudre Karachle. And then he says, Okay, now I'm willing to tell you what the Mishnah is. So again, this story seems to be very interesting, and Lachura, there's a little bit more to the story. But the emiss is, if you know a little bit about Toldus Tanon Amiram, and we talk so much about this, it's even more shocking. You know why? Because number one, Rav Chizda was Rami Bachama's Rebbe. He was his Rebbe. So the Talmud essentially told the Rebbe, I'm sorry, I'm not going to let you know the Mishnah unless you Mishanish me. That's a little strange. Number two, Rav Chizda was Rami Bachama's Shver. And Chayavod Namichvoid Chavav. It's Allah in Yerideh, Simon Reish Met. And more than that, this is not enough. Rav Chizda was also a Koyin. And there's a halach of the Kiddashto. You know, just ask a Koyin to do something for you, unless he's Michael Akvaydai. That's a whole sugi, Rabbeinu Petr, Rabbeinu Tam, It's not such a simple halacha. So, Luchurin, number one, Stamazai, without any fancy kashas, what's going on in this Gemara? But when you understand the relationship between Rabbi Barcham and Rav Chizda, Luchurin, what you have is a medrash plea tucked away in a shverish sugya in Perikates of the Regal in Mesechtis Bavakam Adavchav. So anytime you learn a Gemara like this, you know where you're supposed to go and that is to Teirasoy Shel Rabruven Beramosha, Rabruven Margolis and not surprisingly he has a whole mechkar that doesn't start but ends with this Gemara and it's in his Sefer Mechkarim Betarke Talmud. It's Simen Yud Aleph and the name of the Simen is Talboishes HaTalmud Chacham. It's the wardrobe of the Talmud Chacham. So, Kedar Kibakodesh, it's only three pages, but it's Miyot HaKamus, meaning pages-wise, but it's Rav HaEchos. There's just so many Marmakodesh, and there's so much happening here. But just a little bit of a Toya Meo, and to follow the thought process a little bit of Rav Rav So, the story begins... With Loshin uh, Harambam in Hilchis Deis, it's Perikei Aloch Aleph. The Ram says as follows: Kishem Shahachacham Nikker Bechachmasoi, just like a Chacham is Nikker Bechachmasoi Ubedeyosav. They who moved all Behemisharon, right? By definition, if you're a Chacham, that means you're intellectually superior. You're moved all from the Sharon. So to a Talmud Chacham has to be Nikker with his Meisim. Bemacholoi Ubemashkeyu Ubebilosoi. Ubasias Tracha, Ube Dibura, Ube Hilucha, Ube Malbushai, Ube Kilkul Dvarov, Ube Masoi, Ube Matana. A Tamut Chacham, who is Muvdol intellectually, 
has to also be moved in every other way. He has to make sure that what he eats, what he drinks, his bi'ilo, the way he talks, the way he walks, the way he dresses, the way he handles, everything has to be misukonim and it has to be non And then the Ramam goes and he lists out every one of the aforementioned things in this list and one by one the Ramam has a whole sif how exactly this is supposed to play itself out. So I'm skipping to halacha test. It has to dress very nice. It should wear nice clothing and it should be clean. His clothing is not allowed to be dirty. He shouldn't dress like kings. Big day zov, vargaman. Vargaman. Kiyodua was a royal garb. And then he goes weiter. Literally, this is custom made. The Ramam talks about how the hem should be, how long the sleeve length should be, he talks about the lapels, everything came out. It's in this Rambam here, in Ilkhaz Deis, Berge, Alochatez, I'm not being Megazim. I ain't sure. But Al-Kopanim, the Hakdam is, that there's an Indian of a Malbush of a Talmud Chacham. And a Talmud Chacham is supposed to be distinguished in terms of the way it is he dresses. So Abruvim Ragolis basically formulated from a whole bunch of different Chazals, what the wardrobe of the Talmud Chacham looked like. And he talks about different Begadim that were uniquely begotten of a Talmud Chacham. And he goes through them with his Mar Mekoy Meskedarka. Just want to mention two. The first is, he talks about the talus of a Talmud Chacham. He says it's clear that the Talmud Chacham's talus was unique. There's a Lashen, Bereshis Rabba Perik Ayin. Zacha Adam Lutaira, Zacha Letalus. Only someone that Zacha Letaira, Zacha Letalus. Everybody wore a talus. The Teretz is Zocha Adam Lutaira Zocha Letalis Shabbos Taf Yudam Et Aleph Mishes Mishayis Atfu Hadayonim. So the Dayonim had a unique talus that they used to wear. Everybody wore a talus, but the Dayan had his unique talus Mishayis Atfu Hadayonim. Another Lashen Medrash Moish Rabbe Perichov Zayin Nismana Adam Beroish Not Al Talisoy. When a person gets a Shteller, he gets a Talis. So you see already that there was something about the Talis of a Talmud Chacham. So he says a Dovin He says there's a Yerushalmi in Mesechtes Bikurim. It's Perik Gimel Alocha Gimel. The Yerushalmi says Rabmana Mekol Liilin the Mismani Bekasef. So Rabmana was talking about Dayanim and Rabbanim that the way they got their Shtelah was by paying Shoichad. And he was very, very disappointed. And he was Mekol. So Mekol the Mefarshay Yerushalmi say he was Mavaza. So if somebody would get his position in this way, he was Mavaza them. Rab Imi Karaleoy. Rab Imi also wasn't very happy. And he used to say the following Pasik regarding Dayanim that paid for their Shtelah. Right? Because we know Elihim in Chol could be Avoidazara, but it could also be Dayanim. So Elihim, a Dayan that came through, it's Mamish and Azar, it's Kilo, it's a lab in the Torah. Rabbi Yoshia said, the Talisha Olaf, he says, a Dayan that got his Dayanis not based on his credentials. But rather, he got his dayonis because he paid for it. His talis she'olav k'mardash al chamar. It's ke'ilu, it's a mardash al chamar. So a chamar used to have a mardash. What was the mardash al chamar? So that was like a sadin that was put on top of the chamar underneath the ukif. Right, we're holding in the sugi now. So that the ukif shouldn't hurt the chamar too much. So they would put the sadin, it would absorb all the sweat, and this is the way the chamar was. You had to be there. But the point is, said Rabbi Yoshio, that a 
Dying, that's the smana through Kesavizov, Talisha Olov is Kimadash al Khamar. So it's a little bit of a Medrash plea. What does it mean it's Kimadash al Khamar? Says Rabruv Magolis, I'm going to tell you the Pshat. The Gemara in Mesechtis Shabbos, Tafkuf Yodal Ramad Aleph, brings a Mishnah Mesechtis Mikvois. The Mishnah says, Revov ala Mardas Choitzitz. If you have a Mardas, and the Mardas, is Tomei, and you want to be toyful it. And there was a revolve, there was a stain on it. So the revolve that's on the Mardas is considered a Chatzitza. Meaning people are Makbid, right, in the world of Chatzitza, on a Ravav being on a Mardas, thus it qualifies as a Chatzitza, and therefore the Allah is, you wouldn't be able to be toyful it in that way. So I'm skipping. When we say that a Mardas is Chatzitza, is that if the Mardas is even on one side, or maybe Dafki Mishnei Tzadim, you would need the Mardas to be on both sides, I'm sorry, you would need the Revav to be on both sides of the Mardas in order for it to be considered a Chatzitza. This Revav that the Mishnah Mekvah says is Chatzitza, it's even if it's on one side, or if, only if it's I'm no Messiah on this. However, but I have something I can tell to. The Tanan, a Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi says, if there would be a revolve on a baguette of Banoim, even if it's on one side, it would be considered a Chatzitza. If you would have it, uh, on a baguette of a board, Mishneit saw them only if it's on two sides, which can be, would it be considered a chatzitza. So if you have a revolve on a baguette of mitzad echad, that's already considered a chatzitza. A board, a leidegeyer, on two sides. So said, I can't see how the Mardash al Khamar should be more chamber than the Begad of the Amaris. And if the Begad of the Amaris, the Revav is only considered a Revav if it's on two sides, so then certainly the Mardas, for sure, the only time it would be considered a problem is if it's on two sides. Says the Gemara, okay, so Rebchanin was Pashwa Shlokesh Hashayim, but we mentioned, we were Pashwa by bringing a Mishnah that said, that shall banoim mitzad echad, vishnel bur mishnei tzadim. He said, bur mishnei tzadim, then kal v'chaymer, the Mardash al Khamar is also going to be mishnei tzadim. Someone says, my banon. What is this banan? I'm Rabbi Yochan. Rabbi Yochan and said, "Elu talmidei chachamim sha'oiskin bidbinyanoi shal olam kol yameim." You want to know what banan are? It's the ones of the talmidei chacham. Said Rabbi from Agol, "Shteitan degemara and nifu degazach." That the talis of the talmud chacham versus the talis of the amaretz. It wasn't just a different talis in terms of the way the Rambam says in Hilchas Day, so it looked a little bit different. But there's halachic nafkeminos as well. What's the halachic nafkeminos? If there's a stain on the baguette, and you're going to go toivol it now, when is it considered a chatzitza? If it's the baguette of the banoim, who the banoim? If you have it on one side, it's already going to be considered a chatzitza. But if it's a baguette of an amaretz, so then the halach is shalpur mishneit stadim. It has to be on both sides. And the so what's the halach with the mardash al chamar? The mardash al chamar is lechura loitehe mardash chashuvah mibigdei shalam aretz. It's also going to be on two sides. So he says that's the oimik of this gemara and bekurim. Amr Rabbi Yoshia v'talish ha'olav that this dayan that was nesmana al yedei kesef azov his talis is kemardash al chamar. Meaning not only is it not befitting him this talis because who are you to wear the talis of Talmud Chacham of his own in halacha it's not the talis of the Talmud Chacham. It's like that Mishnah Mikvois. We're going to treat it in Hilchis Chatzitza as a mardash al chamar. Meaning ordinarily if you were a real legitimate Talmud Chacham then a stain on one side would already be considered a chatzitza. But you're a phony and as a result you should know that your beggar that you have right 
now in Halach is a Mardash al Khamar. Ain Mishnah Besakhtis Mikvois. That was the whole point. Take a look there in Periktas Mishnah Hey. That the Halach is that we look at it as only being a uh, Chatzitz if it's on two sides, and that's the oimik. The oimik is that even in halacha, it's gonna chapsach and afkemi. But al kaponim, Rebbe Ruvim talks about the talus of the Talmud Chacham, how it was different, it was unique, clearly from Lushoynis and Chazal, and shespilzich an afkemina in Hilchis chatzitz, and that's the oimik of that Yerushalmi, that that fake dayin, his beggar is kimardash al chamar, based on the Mishnah Mikvayis and the Sugi Masech the Shabbos. Rabbi Ruvim Magolis also talks about the Sudr that it seems that Talmud Chacham used to wear over his head. So we take for granted that today we wear yarmulkes. But once upon a time, Ayn Yarmulkes part one, two, three, four, whatever, but we've talked so much about this over the years, it wasn't necessarily always like that. Befrat, says Rabbi Ruvim Magolis, you find that Talmidei Chachamim they used to wear a suter. It comes up a lot. We had it recently together. Kedush and Aleph. The Gemara was discussing Rav Kahano, and the Gemara says Rav Kahano once took for Pidyan Aben Chamisha Sloim a suter, and the reason is because he felt that Chazili Chamish Sloim. Even though really the suter wasn't worth five Sloim, Rav Kahano said, "I mamish value and I cherish this so much. To me, this is worth five Sloim." I'm Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi commented and he said, "Loy Amaron." This is only true for someone of the ilk of Rav Kahana, who was a Gavar Rabba. He needs a Sudar on his head. So it's a Mephorish Gemara that a Gavar Rabba used to wear a Sudar. There's another Gemara. This Gemara is in Mesechtis Psachim, Tav Kuf Yod Aleph on the base. The Gemara says, Ahu Bar Kasha the Masa, there was a Shemira ear, the Ozzel the Koi Gabi Gardasa, Davisamach Masa. He was watching the city and he was standing next to a Zardasa. That's a certain type of tree with Shadim used to Dresach. So we had a little bit of Shadim in today's da. But it was that type of tree. Now, he thought that he needed a little bit of a Shemira. So he went to one of the Rabbonim and he asked him for a Kamea, and he would have this Kamea. This would be a Shemira. Now, he thought that this was a regular Zardasa that has one shade in it. Apparently, this was the ratio of Zardasa to Shadim. But what he didn't know is that there were 60 Shadim that were drinking Zach over here. So he goes to one of the Rabbanon, to Loyoda, the Zardasa, the Shadim Shadim, who didn't have this information that there were 60 Shadim there. And he wrote him a Kameya. The prescription was based on the diagnosis, which was this one shade. So that was the Kameya that he gives him. Okay, so this. Yid, the Shemir comes, and he has his Kameh, and he thinks he's protected, and as he's there, Shama the Tolichin and he hears the Shadim who took some instrument, again, whenever you learn Sugis of Shadim, so these are going to be things that are above our pay grade, they take an instrument, and they put it inside the tree, the Kamashrahachi, and they started playing, and they're singing a song. So, I don't know what the tune was, but this is a niggin. Sudre Demar Kitsurbe Merabana, the Sudr of this person looks like the Sudr of Vatsurba Mirabanon. However, but we did a little bit of due diligence and we realized Baruch. He doesn't even know how to make a bracha. The Rajbam says, which bracha doesn't he know how to make? Either way, so this Yid realized that this Kameh is not working because whatever this means doesn't sound good. So he ran to another Chacham and he got a different Kameh and everything was Gavaldic. He heard the Shadim say, let's just get out of here. 
Yochel. So this other Kameya really, really worked. But here's the point. You see over here that what did they say? Sudre Damar, Kitsubim Rabbanat. It sounds like this is something that the Tsubim Rabbanat used to wear. And Emes is. The Gemara that's Oilau Kulana is the Gemara Mesach the Shabbos Tafayin Zayin Amadez. The Gemara says Sudra. Why is it called a Sudra? It's Nutrikin. Soid Hashem Lireyev. It's a Gemara. So the bottom line is that you see that there was a Sudra, a special Sudra, a head covering that the Talmidei Chachamim used to wear. So this is the Hakdal. Says Rabbi Rufa Margolis, once you understand this, there's different Gemaras that really are Mechusar Havana that maybe you can understand. So listen to brilliance. The Gemara Mesech, these are all classics. The Gemara says, Meshtabach Lu Rabavo, the Mine, Beraf Safra, the Adam Gadolho. He said, Rabavo was once talking to the Minim. So whenever it says Minim in Gemara, we know it's code for Mitamida Yeshe Noitzri. So he was talking to the Minim and they said, you know, Rav Safra, he's an Adam Gadol. So they said, really? Yes. He got a 13-year tax exemption. It's not a bad deal. Based on his credentials, that he's a very, very smart person. One day, the Mina meet Rav Safra. They didn't know him, but they had given this exemption based on the word of Rav Avo, who was also featured very prominently in today's now, trying to make it connect a little bit. So they told him, Ksiv, you know, there's a passage in Amos that says, Rak Eschem, Ruf Magalus is going to quote enough Gemaras, we'll be able to make this work. Rak Eschem Yodati Mikol Mishpachaisu Adamo. So the Pasuk says, Hashem says, you know, I loved you from all the nations of the world. And because of that, I'm going to punish you for every last thing you do. So the Minim, the Neutzrim, they turn to Rabbi Safra and they say, Man de Isle Sisya. Sounds like what Hashem is saying is, you know, I love you so much, and therefore every time I feel a little anger, I'm going to let it out on you. Someone that has cast, he lets it out on people that he loves. Rapsafra said, I hear you're asking a good kasha. So when they heard that Rapsafra didn't know the answer, they took a handkerchief and they put it around his neck, they started choking him. And that mamish to choke him, he's trying to, to catch his breath. As this is happening, mamish, hashkocha prophet, Rabavo walks by. What are you doing? You told us he's an Adam Gadol. We gave him this major tax exemption. He doesn't know a posik. So I understand. What kind of Amaluhu? He says, one second, one second, slow down. Let's, we can work this out, right? Relax, take a deep breath. He says, when I told you he knows how to learn, what I said was, betanoi. I told you he knows how to learn, Mishnayis. I told you he knows Gemara, I never said he knows a Pasuk in Amos. Just because you don't know a Pasuk in Amos, that means that you're not, you're not entitled to being a non-for-profit. <laughs> this is the way it is. So they told him, He said, we know you. And we know you're so well versed in Mikra. So, you're introducing me to a god that Pasha doesn't. So he says, no, it's very different. He says, the reason I know it is because I draze with you. And because I draze with you, and all you're busy with all day is your scripture. So, I have no choice. I have to know. But as it's the Mismedish with Talmudin, and he's learning Baba Kama now. He doesn't know this Pasha in Amos. And he says, as a result, he says, it's not a Taina. Vishofku, and they let him go. Now, you talk about a Gemara that's Eno Yomer El Dushuni. This Gemara is there. That 
mamish choking him, they're ripping him apart. That that's not what was going on in this Gemara. What does the Gemara say? The Gemara says that they took the Sudder and they wrapped it around his neck for Kamitsarile. So every person that ever learned this Gemara understood that they were choking him. Since they were choking him, what's going on here? Why would they be choking him? It just doesn't make any sense. You know what was going on here? What was going on over here was is he had a Sudder. And the reason he was wearing a Sudder was because he was a Talmud Chacham. And the Talmud Chacham used to wear the Sudder, like Rav Kahana wore the Sudder, like Yenamay Sadar to the Psachim. He's walking around with his Sudder. And they said, if you're not someone that can explain to me Pasha Pshat and Apasik, I'm sorry, you don't deserve the Sudder. So they took the Sudder, but not the Sudder, his Sudder off his head. And rumble Savare. They said, put it around your neck, which is the way people used to all wear their sudarim, says Rabruvim Baramoisha. And that was the Oymik over here. The Kabitzarile, meaning that telling you you're not a Talmud Kocham, you owe us back taxes now for 12 and a half years. That's what was going on over here. And that was the Tsar. And that's when he came back to defend himself. They didn't take a sud and start choking him to death. What they did was rumble Sudara. They took the sud off his head, they wrapped it around his neck, and this is what was going on. So it says Rubin goes, if you want to stickle Raglaim to the pshat that I just told you, I'll give you a raglaim l'davet. This is another gemara. The gemara mesach this tainis davchav dalad amad aleph. This gemara is a little quicker. The veinasi of gaza tainisa. The nasi's family they were once gaza tainis, and the reason they were gaza tainis because it hadn't rained. There was a famine, and they were mabish. They needed rain. So there was a yid. His name was Ishaya Zira. The Minchavraya, his name matters. And he said the following drasha. So he turns to the G'daylam and he says, so Let me explain to you the Pasuk. A kala, that's Bevesavia. If her eyes are Yafas, right? If her eyes are Yafas, then probably her guf is also Yafa. Right? If it's Enea Trutois, then Kogu Fetzricha Bediko. Then already she needs Bediko. See, he said something that was very, very sharp. He said what the Pasuk is saying is that if there's a Shkog in Klai Yisrael, it starts with the Enea Edom. Meaning, if the Enea Edom were good, then the Ebeshtu would never be Baidik in the rest of Klai Yisrael. But Vais Tois, the Ebeshtu is coming after us for our sins, must be that and must be there's something going on here with the Enei Oedah. So this is what this Yid, whose name was Ishaya Zi'iru, the Minchavraya said. Also, Abdi, as soon as he said this, doors open up, the Avodim of the Nasi came, they took the Tzodah and they started choking him. So the Oedah that was it, they said, Shavke, let him go. No, he's L'Shem Shamayim, and because he's L'Shem Shamayim, this is not something that you have to worry about. This is another Gemara where the same exact thing is playing itself out. Zokter, you know what the Pshat is? I'm going to tell you the Pshat. He said, the Pshat is that they didn't like what this Yid said. And because they didn't like what this Yid said, so they were going against him. Snez, Rebuvim Ragolis, who was this Yid? He was Oshaya Zi'ira the Minchavraya. Right? He was Azayin Gaman. So they thought, oh, this Yingaman has a seat at the table. He belongs here. But when he said something that they were very disappointed at and they didn't like, so what they did was they took the Sudder off his head and Ramalub Savare. So he says, okay, this one sounds a little more dachuk, right? The first Navajazar was a little bit more Gishmak. This one's a little bit more dachuk. So he says, take a look at one more Gemara, Bavakamu. Tafnun Tesamaralif, Perakakoinis. 
Eliezer Ze'ira have a Saya Masana Uchmi. There was a Yid whose name was Eliezer Ze'ira, and he was wearing black shoes. And black shoes was a minig of Avelis, Kidu, he was being Misabla in Yerushalayim. The Koi Beshukah then Harda, Ashkechu, the Beirish Kalusa, and the Beirish Kalusa saw him. But Amalai, they told him, Maishna Hani Masani. He says, Why are you wearing black shoes? You think you're chashim enough to be misabla Yerushalayim? Sover, you are a have a. They thought it was you are a asyua chavshua. They took the shoes. They took him. They incarcerated him against some mice until he was able to prove that he was on the madrega that he can be misabla Yerushalayim. They gave him his shoes back and they gave him his freedom back. But that's the gemara over here. Ruben Magol says it's not a coincidence that. The person mentioned here in Tainus Chavdalit is Oshaya Ze'ira, the Min Chavraya. And the person mentioned here in Berak is Eliezer Ze'ira, right? They're both Ze'ira, they were in commands. And because of that, the feeling was, is that who are you to what? To conduct yourself and behave as if you have as a Itzlis the Rabbanon. You're wearing the Sudar on your head. You're walking around with the Masani Uchmi. And in both cases, when they felt epis, there was something wrong. What did they? It was the same Maisa. He says, Tainus Chavdalit and Baba Kamenon Tess is the same Nakuda. They see a Zeira who they feel is behaving above his pay grade. And you shouldn't behave this way. So in Baba Kamenon Tess, they took a shoes. And Chavshua. And in Tainus Chavdala, they took the Sudar off his head and they wrapped it around the Sabra. But he says, this Gemara here in Tainus, I think, is something that comes to light through the Gemara. And if that's the case, it's Mamish Lushitosi, the way I'm learning the Gemara, by the Zarnadavdal. But the bottom line is, this is what he says. Says we're Maybe you could say Pshad in another Gemara player. And that's our Gemara that we started with. The Gemara here in Mesechtis, Bavakama. This story between Rami Barachama and Rav Chizda. So Rav Chizda and Rami Barachama are having this conversation. Rav Chizda says it was a whole discussion about Adar B'chaz Chavere Shalem Yedaito. Tzarech Lalas Leishchar, Ein Tzarech Lalas Leishchar. Rami Barachama says, I don't know what the whole Shaila was. It's from a Furish Mishnah. So he says, it's from a Furish Mishnah. Where's the Mishnah? I'm not telling you. He says, Lachit Hashamishli. If you'll be Mishamishli, I'm going to tell you. So what did he do? What did he do? He took a Sudr and he folded it and he says, okay, now that you are Mishamishli, now I'm going to tell you. Take a look at. But the Kama da Fyutas some of this. So he says there's one more Gemara. Sanhedrin da Flamen of days. The Gemara says Reb Shimon ben Al-Yakim have a mishtakel alayd Reb Yosef Reb Hanina le Mismache. Reb Shimon ben Al-Yakim was trying very very hard to get Reb Yosef Reb Hanina smicha. For like come stayin also. It wasn't working. He was trying to get Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina Smicha and he couldn't pull it off. One day they were all sitting by Rabbi Yochanan. Amalhu Rabbi Yochanan told the Talmud, "Me ikad yad alach Rabbi Shulman Karchalai." So you're there in Sanhedrin. Is there anyone that knows if the alach is like Rabbi Shulman Karchal? Amalhu Rabbi Shimon Ben Al Yakim Dein Yada. So Rabbi Shimon Ben Al Yakim says, "Yeah, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina he knows." Amalei leimo isu. No, tell me. Amalei. So Rabbi Shimon Ben Al Yakim tells Rabbi Yochanan, "You want Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina to tell you if the alach is like Rabbi Shulman Karchal?" First, give him smicha. He says, if you give him smicha, then I'm going to tell you. Samche, he gave him smicha. Amalei, he told him. Kach shamati, shemoyed Rabbi Shuvah v'mkarchel Rabbi Nassim, ayin sham. So Ruben Margola says, you see from this Gemara that sometimes people try getting smicha v'lo yistaya milsa. That's many Gemaras. And what they would do was, is they would wait for a Gelegenheit to try to finally get it. And you know what a Gelegenheit was? Is that if... Rabbi Yochanan, or someone at that level, needed to come on to you for a halacha, you were able to hold him hostage. I'm not telling you this halacha 
unless you give me the smicha that I've been waiting for. And this was a move. It's a Mephurish Gemara, Sanhedrin Dafamid. So he says, maybe that's what happens in this Gemara above Kama. Rabbi Barchama, you're right. That's a young man. And Rabbi Barchama is trying to get smicha. And who does he want to get smicha from? His Rabbi Rav Chizda. And so he couldn't get it. So he finally had his opportunity because he missed the night of his Medrash. And he says, I have a Mishnah. What's the Mishnah? He says, I'm not telling you unless what? Unless you mishamish me. What, he's going to ask his Rebbe to be mishamish him? He's going to ask his Shver to be mishamish him? He's going to ask a Koyin to be mishamish him? The whole story doesn't make any sense. Vachit Shamishly means you have to give me something that you know I want very badly. What do I want? I want smicha. What did he do? Shakal Sudra. He took a Sudr. He said the Sudr was the symbol of the Talmud Chacham. It was the symbol of the Musmech. Karachlu, not he folded it. But what he did was, is he took the Sudr. He took Rami Bar Chama's Sudr. He took it off his Tzavar. And he put it on his head. He gave him what he wanted. And that's the rest of the story.